one of the first steps in building your own brand narrative is understanding what character does my brand play? What character is my customer playing? What character is the problem playing? How is this story unfolding? Welcome to the Brand Transformation Show by Blurt, where we unpack what it takes to transform organizations through technology, leadership, and creativity. Welcome to episode five of the Brand Transformation Show by Blurt. I'm your host, Craig, and today, as always, we are with the omniscient Stuart Leo, <laughs> brand expert, founder of Blurt. How are you, mate? I'm great. I'm great. I'm omniscient. I've never been described as omniscient. All knowing. <laughs> All knowing. Okay. All, All right. knowing. There you go. It's certainly in the brand sphere anyway. Thank you for telling me what that meant. <laughs> <laughs> think that's what it means. <laughs> I'll go and- Welcome back to another podcast. It's great to be here. It's great to be here. Hey, Stu, today we're going to talk about brand narrative. What's mm. brand narrative? What's mm. that about? Storytelling. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, once upon a time. Uh, it, this is actually um, the exciting, most powerful, fun part of branding. It, it's the cool bit. Um, it's where we get to make videos and TVCs and ads and um, documentaries. This is storytelling. Why, why is it important that we tell stories? Well, um, stories are the most powerful medium we have on earth and they're practical, they're emotional, they're engaging. The world has been built on storytelling and so a good brand tells a good story that, it, that really engages with its customer and sets that story up for success. So it's, it's almost the difference between what we do versus why we do it. So yeah. we sell widgets is is information. Why we sell widgets gives us an opportunity to tell a story that's going to engage. Yeah, I like that. In fact, maybe we could say brand narrative is is the connection between the why and the what. Mm. Um, I, I, I like how you've put that. Um, <laughs> so a brand narrative is the connection between the why and the what. If we just sell what's um, mm. a, a functional thing, really we're just selling on on, on, a, on a feature. Yeah. Um, and so my my box is better than your box. <laughs> my car is better than your car. That's really not a healthy place. Um, doesn't doesn't promote value. It um, and so storytelling is the vehicle that helps us create value and communicate value consistently in a very emotional way. Yeah, yeah. It's interesting, Stu. In the not for profit sector where I work, we will often say that um, you know facts inform. But um, it's actually uh, emotions that jolt people out of apathy and demand us to respond in some way. I love that. To everyone, I absolutely it, love that. That's perfect. It's either gonna, it's either gonna, you know, offend you <laughs> or it's gonna inspire you. Right. Either way, you can't not respond. Like good, you know, good art in some way, shape, or form is going to force you to respond in some way. Absolutely. And and a, and a great brand won't just tell you that this car gets from zero to a hundred in three point six seconds. It'll tell you how and the feeling you get yeah. and why it matters. Um, and that's the power of story, right? It stirs emotion. That's right. Yeah. Um, so how does, a, how does a brand tell a story? Well, that's a great question. Um, <laughs> brands are telling stories every day. And, and really, um, I think there's, there's three big ideas we want to talk about in this podcast. Um, and the, the first of them really is around how your brand narrative fits within a marketplace narrative. Mm. So get a little bit fancy pants here and talk about the meta narrative, (laughs) 
which is really just the highest context story. So how do our brands tell stories? They tell stories inside one big story. So a good example, and I love picking on the insurance industry, um, the insurance industry tells a story that if you buy an insurance premium from us, then we're wise old men and we'll make sure that everything's covered and when that bad thing happens, we'll give you a check because we're smart. Mm. And we sit behind big brown desks with green velvet inlays that have whiskey bottles on the corner and we play with our calculators and it's safe. We're safe. Um, so the insurance industry is tells that story all the time. It's really boring. And you'd almost say that the insurance story is consistently told in the same way. So when, it, when we're a brand and we're thinking about what's my narrative, the first thing we've got to look at is what story is this marketplace telling? What story are the current characters telling? How is my story any different? And if it's not different, then we need to ask ourselves, should we be telling it? If it is different, how? Mm. And um, that's where you start to frame up, okay, how can I tell this story? What character am I playing inside this marketplace? So who's telling a different story in the insurance space? That's a good question. Actually, here in Australia, there's, a, I think, a great brand. Um, and they're a brand called Yui, mm. Y-O-U-I. I think started 15... No like, cash for comments, yeah? Yeah, no, carry, yeah not a client. Um, yeah. <laughs> I think, and one of the things we love doing on this podcast is just looking at different brands, mm. small, big, large, wherever they are in the world and talking about them. Mm. And um, that brand, I think, did a really good job of looking at the insurance story, going, that story's boring. It's, it lacks differentiation. There's dozens of brands dressing up like middle-aged, smart men behind big wooden desks and what if we told a different story mm. and what if our story was one where we, because we understood you and we were young and energetic and curious um, and if we understood you, could we give you a better value on your insurance product? doesn't mean it's the cheapest but it's better value. Mm. And so the idea of Yui being the insurance brand that understands you and therefore your, your insurance premium is tailored to you mm. creates this mass personalisation kind of moment and a great story to tell and that you've got this young guy out there personifying the brand, being the character of the brand, telling the story, and it resonates and it got cut through. And now they're a very powerful insurance brand in this country. And it actually seems like a lot of insurance companies now are actually sort of adapting, if not, you know, overtly, certainly. Um, yes, you see Suncorp yeah. kind of trying to take into that space with um, mm. uh, with their latest activities. And, and, and really, um, Yui broke that market open. Mm very effectively by telling a different story. Yeah. So what are the elements of a good story? That's a great question. Um, I like my stories with a nice scotch <laughs> and a comfortable armchair. Um, uh, no, 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 that's, that's, that's not the right <laughs> elements, is yeah, it? Yeah. Um, uh, well, let's break them down. Um, first of all, in a story, you've got characters. Um, you've got um, those characters creating a problem or solving a problem. Some of those characters might be the person that's created the problem. Mm. Those That problem creates tension. That tension builds and builds and builds and builds and builds until there's a resolution on that tension mm. and emotion is released. And as that um, emotion is released, there's resolution. There's people coming back together. Things, things are resolved. And life is what it was or better um, from mm. the start of that problem. And so a good story sets up a problem sets up the tension around that problem and creates the engagement mm. 
resolves that problem with huge emotional release and then sets up the next step of that story. They're the good elements to a story. Storytelling doesn't actually have to be that hard. Um, in fact, the simpler the story in branding, the better. Mm. But the bigger the problem, the better. So uh, if you can have a simple story told about a big problem, you have a very, very valuable business. So like classic storytelling, especially in the West, is kind of like this whole idea of good versus evil. Mm. Um, there's, a, there's a good guy, there's a bad guy. Um, the wrestle between the two and you know, ultimately good overcomes evil and... So I'm going to talk about Star Wars, which you have you, you, you don't you're not a fan of it at all. But you know, um, it's Thanks really interesting about a topic that I know that, nothing about. Um, my my point being, um, in the first six episodes, it was pretty classic, you know, um, good versus evil or whatever. In yeah. the next three, there's kind of like this this interesting dynamic that happens where um, you know Ray and Kylo Ren are kind of they kind of see that they're similar in some ways and all the rest of it. And it's actually um, it it actually mirrors in some ways the the storytelling that happens in the marketplace now where where your classic competitor is not necessarily your competitor but rather the problem that you're trying to solve is the competitor. Yeah, I think that's that's a good segue um, to saying the element of the story, who are the who are the characters, what character are you playing in, in the industry story, in mm. the marketplace story and then in your own story, um, who are the characters? And hopefully the damsel in distress is the customer, maybe not but let's just use mm-hmm. that. Um and the hero of the story is you, the brand mm. that you bring about. Um, but you don't always have to be the hero. Sometimes you're a kingmaker archetype. Mm. Um, we haven't really talked about archetypes, have we? Yeah. Right? Well, but, well, for those that don't have, you know, English drama majors, what's an archetype? <laughs> <laughs> an archetype is really just the highest form of that character. Okay. So when when a when a writer sits down to write a story, a screenplay or a novel, really they start with archetypes. A, a messiah, a mentor, a kingmaker, a prince, a cowboy, a hero, um, an angel, a devil. Um, these archetypes um, set up the story. Um, the damsel is kidnapped by the evil dark prince. The young prince hears of it and sets out on a search party through the dark forest to rescue the princess. <laughs> conquering big waterfalls and bears and evil armies on the way. and mm. gets Ex- the External market forces. E- yeah, ex- yeah, there we go. <laughs> I was getting carried yeah, away. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> um, and, uh, and so these archetypes um, are how you start framing up the story. Yeah. So you as a business and a brand are an archetype. Mm. What archetype are you? Are you a kingmaker? Are you there to make your customer the hero? Um, are you a... Are you a hero yourself? Mm. Do you um, do you become the hero in the story? Um, are you a damsel in distress and need rescuing and therefore people choose to fulfil their own ego by buying your brand? Mm. These are all very successful archetypes that brands hold. Mm. And one of the first steps in building your own brand narrative is understanding what character does my brand play? What character is my customer playing? What character is the problem playing? How is this story unfolding? Mm. And, um, and, and so going back to that Yui example, there was a pretty boring wise old mentor archetype in the insurance that was being consistently used. Mm. And Yui goes, well, hang on a minute. That's not, that's not effective to go and be another of the same character. Mm. Well, who likes going to a movie and seeing two of the same character? It gets confusing. 
okay, let's be a different character. Let's let's do this in a different way and stand for something different. We'll be this archetype. Fantastic. Um, now we have cut through. We have differentiation and we can tell that story of differentiation. So so that's really the what an archetype does. And when you start to understand that archetype, you, you get a sense of, okay, that's why we exist. Um, you know, we as a, in our consulting practice, um, we're a kingmaker archetype. We're never the hero. Um, we're off to the side helping our client be the hero. Mm. Um, so when you realise that you're not the hero, well, don't take centre stage. Um, let your clients take centre stage when you're working with them. Um, you, you're that because that's your archetype. Mm. Um, so being really clear around that helps you frame how your character should act. So who else is telling good stories in the marketplace, and um, what's their archetype? Well, yeah, great. Um, well, um, who else is telling good stories? I, th- I think one of the, the the good stories that gets told. Um, Really effectively, and let's pick on a global brand, mm. um, uh, Nike. Um, everybody knows Nike, so that's a good one to, to work with. I actually think Nike's somewhat of a kingmaker um, mm. uh, archetype. And wh- why do I say that? Because Nike exists to solve a problem. Um, what is that problem? Mm. It's the, the problem of um, performance if I put on Nike gear, I'm a, I'm a high-performant, excellence, competitive athlete. So when Nike solved that problem, they're telling the story of you put on a Nike pair of shoes and you're a better runner. Mm. You put on a Nike shirt, you're a better runner. Um, and when, when you take on that mindset as well of the emotion of what it means to be a better runner, You've not. You've both got a. You've got both of the functional benefits coming from that brand, better gear, but also the emotional engagement. Now my mindset's changing because I'm a part of this brand. Um, okay, I'm thinking differently now, and so the Nike brand's very powerful at, at telling that story. Mm. So you know your classic storytelling is you identify a problem, uh, the tension that's created in that problem, you provide a resolution. Um, and then, like you say, the you know the prince kisses the the princess, and they ride off into the sunset. Um, you know, taking the metaphor further, we solve the customer's problem, we pack up, we close our business down. Mission accomplished. Is that how it works, or like what? It's not good business, is it? <laughs> doesn't seem like that. Doesn't does it? No, I think um, the third big idea. Um, what was our first big idea? It was um, the idea of. Um, characters um, in the story. Um, our second big idea was the idea of problem. Uh, yep. Um, every story has a problem that the characters start solving. Um, and the third idea that we want to um, leave our listeners with is really the idea that good stories set up sequels. Mm. So um, narratives, characters, tension, problems, sequels, series – Good businesses sell lots of sequels mm. and good businesses build customer lifetime value, think repeat sequels, mm. versus um, customer transaction. So, in fact, um, you know, some of the best storytelling in, um, in movies, well, it depends who you talk to, mm. but um, uh, commercially successful is the Marvel Universe. And I... And I, I um, I uh, can't say I'm a huge sort of diehard fan of that series, but I'm an admirer of how well they've constructed 
the Marvel Universe. I have watched over 20 of them in chronological order. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Stark raving I fan. see where you're going with this. Um, somebody somewhere probably stepped back in, um, in Marvel world and, and got a huge big whiteboard and went, we're going to map out 10 or 12 movies, 20 movies over 20 years and this is the story we're going to tell. And that's a meta-narrative. Mm. And each individual story is a narrative. But what they did extremely well was they applied um, an Eastern philosophy of storytelling versus a Western philosophy of storytelling. Okay. Please explain. Okay, I will. (laughs) (laughs) So in the West, we love um, nice, neat, beautiful, happy stories, beginning, middle, end. Yeah. Once upon a time, damsel in distress, evil prince, good prince, Happily Rescues, ever after. Happily ever after. Big kiss, cue romantic music, chuck out a hit number one song, everybody's <laughs> happy. That's that's very traditional once upon a time story, uh, storytelling, Western. The East actually doesn't think like that. Um, Eastern um, thinking, um, Middle Eastern, um, Arabian, um, really sets up stories as beginning, middle, beginning. And every end is the beginning to the next journey. Mm. And that's a very Eastern thought. And we see that in, um, in Eastern scripture, um, in, in the Christian Bible, in the Quran, in um, Eastern thought. Um, we see that in movies. Um, we see that in movies like The Matrix. Mm. Um, we see it in the Marvel Universe. And, and it's powerful storytelling because um, Marvel did something very, very smart they said, we're going to imagine Craig out there in, in a chair. He's going to be our brand champion, our advocate. He's going to love our movies. This is who he is. In fact, we're not going to make 25 bucks out of one movie ticket. We're going to make 20 times 25 bucks mm. out of that movie ticket, which is a lot more money than $25. And we're probably going to make some DVD sales and a subscription and whatever else. So... Craig, as a customer lifetime value to the Marvel Universe, is worth so much more yeah. than just a single movie. And the reason why they can spend so much making those movies is because they get so much back by having a solid, powerful audience continually engaging with that story because you've invested. Mm. I don't know how many times I've been sitting with my wife watching some series on Netflix – and, you know, just like, you know, one hour episodes or whatever, and I guess the last five minutes, uh, throws something out of left field, completely rocks your world, and you go, it's 11 o'clock, I've worked tomorrow, but I have to watch the next one. <laughs> and then it does it to you again at five past 12, That's right? That's right. It's so dangerous. Uh, yeah. It's, yeah. it's the you, you must continue the journey. So great brands do this really well, um, and they apply it into their customer journey. So we talked at the start of this episode about brand narrative being the connection between the why and the what. Mm. When you've had an experience of one what, you ought to be seeing the next opportunity and being told about the why to experience the next. Yeah. So if you're finishing a cruise on a cruise line, why have you not now received an offer to go on the next cruise in six or 12 months' time? Mm. If you're um, buying maybe... Apple equipment or something, why are you not receiving the Apple Music Plus subscription offer, which you do? Um, so it, 
a good brand narrative is true to that original story and as every story ends, it sets up the next. So Stu, storytelling, brand narrative, is that exclusive to the marketing department? <laughs> um, should it, like, is it, is it at that level? Should it go deeper into the organisation? Like, mm. I- explain, mm. I- explain the dynamics of that. If you're delegating your brand narrative to your marketing department only, mm. then you're creating huge risk inside your organisation. Now, why? The, the role of brand ownership sits with the business leaders. Yes, the marketing department are often the storytellers. This is how we tell it. We're producing movies, TVCs, ads, videos, websites, whatever it might be. But really, you are a high-quality and have a high-performing business team when all divisions, departments and teams of that brand are inputting to that brand story. So if Nike didn't have um, operations people and manufacturers saying, actually, that material is better than this material because that drives that outcome versus, oh, actually, let's use the cheap stuff. Mm. Well, those people are building the brand if you've got a finance person that says actually that's worth spending more on because that drives that brand and creates value, well, you've got that finance person being a lead brand advocate inside your organisation. So when an engineer turns around and says, no, 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 we build it like this because this is what we stand for, um, you have a team of people building the brand and that's powerful. And so that's what I mean. Yes, maybe marketing often gets the job of telling the story and bringing it to life and doing the fun stuff and maybe championing and guarding the the narrative. But actually it's the job of each individual. And um, I think we were talking about Nike earlier in the podcast and, and I love this. Nike have just had a an interesting experience where they've created a running shoe. Um, I think uh, it's called the Vaporfly from, mm. from memory. And um, they're getting accused of technology doping because the shoe, <laughs> I know, is so That's successful right. yeah. that runners are breaking records using the shoe. Yeah. And, and so, which I think is fantastic PR for the Nike brand. <laughs> yeah. You couldn't ask for any better PR. Yeah. If you use our gear, you're a better performer. Um, yeah. And so um, Nike's design and materials and operations are successfully building the promise of that brand and telling the story of that brand. And, and I love it. Every single article that's talking about the vapor flying is, is Nike technology doping. Yeah. Um, is, it's just another ad for Nike saying our gear is better than anybody else. And if you want to win, you want that spirit of competition, then yeah. uh, you're, you're going you're gonna to choose Nike. So it's a consistent narrative right through the organisation from, from marketing to engineering to the production floor. That's like right. It. Yeah, yeah. Stu, I've actually really enjoyed talking about Storytelling. Um, <laughs> today. It's actually really good. Um, I'm going to um, I'm going to go home and watch um, watch the new <laughs> Spider Man. Um, now it's the only one in the uh, Marvel world that I haven't that I haven't seen yet. But um, and if you Marvel, call us. We'll help you tell yeah, the yeah. story. <laughs> um, as always, it's, it's a real pleasure to chat to you and um, tap into your brain in all things brand. But we might wrap it up here. If you uh, want to join the conversation, you can mm. contact us on Twitter at blurt underscore loud. And if you want any more information about services Blurt offer, then you can visit our website, blurt.co. Fantastic. Head over to iTunes, give us a review, preferably five stars with a great comment, and uh, we'd love to have you join us next time on the next chapter of our story.